first story deals with a subculture of heavy metal music that some feel is sending a dangerous message to your kids. The forces of evil on the dark side of devil right. And I want to talk tonight about the devil and demons and witches and wizards. And we just mix it up with hardcore and aggression and come out with something that we think is an original sound. Loud, fast, heavy, you know. Well, what do you got? What do you got? You're listening to Riff Worship, the podcast that attempts to answer the age-old question, what makes a riff? Why do we worship all things centered around the riff guitar-focused music? I'm one of your hosts, Austin. With me, as always, is Baldini, the great bald one, Dylan Adams. How are you, bud? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This was, uh, it's nice to get together. Uh, Segue from season one. Yeah, this is going to serve as a a transitional period for us on the show. I think, you know, we we I think we locked down 6 episodes and we really focused on songs, but I think the thing that we found ourselves doing the most was we ended up talking about things outside of that. Right. Um we ended up talking about full albums, you know, other topics that kind of center around um you know, a given subject, but I think as we continue to do these, we'll start having different ideas and other things that we can kind of uh, discuss on the show, uh, more uh, album deep dives, band deep dives, interviews, uh, maybe gear. I mean, there's just, there's really no limit. There really shouldn't be a limit to what we can talk about. And and so I think this is going to serve as maybe the first episode and a step towards uh, just kind of an all-encompassing you know, show, I guess. Right. It, you know, it's, we've done this many times throughout the years where it's, you know, how many weekends have ended with us just like hanging out going, Hey, here's this album that came out 30 years ago. Let's talk about it. And it would start, you know, from song one, we'd go through song 10, whichever. And we would delve into, Hey, here's this part, this song, it was recorded with this gear, recorded at this studio. Here's some stories from the studio, that sort of thing. You know, I think we both grew up kind of like head first watching like VH1, VH1 Classic and all of those uh, album documentaries. I'm Absolutely. pretty sure you know the ones that I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. they did one for the Black Album, uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, all of those. So I'm sure we're going to like dig into those a little bit without all like the high dollar people sitting around the corner. To kind of kickstart this first episode, I wanted to talk about an EP that it is probably one of the weirdest things i've ever heard it's still to this it's still to this day i've never heard anything quite like it i don't know i can't recall the first time i ever heard it whether it was in a skateboarding video or what let's just get into it it's human remains using sickness as a hero uh the ep from 1996 uh this is a new jersey grindcore death tech math band yeah. formed in yeah. 1989 um there's a lot yeah. there there's a it, lot in that 17 minute runtime yeah it's six songs i guess it's technically seven but the seventh one is more or less a yeah it's 39 silent. seconds of silence yeah, so, yeah it's silent um, uh yeah this is a weird one this is this is a fun one this is a weird one uh i think the first time i heard this band is uh Obviously, this record came out on Relapse, but they did like a compilation, I think, in like 02 or like mm-hmm. 04. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, where were you when? So it came out in 02. And I think I'm, I'm certain I legally downloaded that from like a torrent <laughs> or something in like Thanks 2005, a lot, 2006, somewhere around there. And just like, I saw the name was like, this has to be cool. Uh, and I heard this back then and kind of like shelved it for a few years till like, um, till I think I actually was either about to move to Tennessee or right as I moved to Tennessee. And that's the second time I heard it. So yeah, this is an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, even that, uh, that comp you're talking about where, where you win, um, it, it features like basically everything the band ever did on yeah. it from their official releases. That's got like two, seven inches an EP, uh, and a, like a compilation only track. And then, uh, I think the second side's like 18 demos. So it's like yeah. stuff that you heard, on the first side uh, with like seven unreleased songs. Um, but really, you know, this EP stands like it was, it's only 17 minutes long. Their whole discography, you can blow, blow through it in like 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, Perfect. This is probably the closest thing this band ever got to releasing a fully realized album. Uh, and by the time it already came out, they had already broken up, yep. which is hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it's, some of the when i think of all of the music especially within grindcore and death metal coming out around this time uh i really can't say enough there's really nothing else quite like it it doesn't use some of the tropes or i feel like a lot of bands that were coming out around this time were trying to do what the bigger bands were doing yep you basically you had a sound you know this is pretty much right in prime uh this is pretty much right in the prime territory for a lot of like huge death metal releases. You know, death metal had already arrived yep. um, a few years prior. It still hadn't been around, I guess that long, but usually, you know, there's pretty much a formula to it at this point. And this band was just like, fuck it. We'll just do whatever we want. They're, they're young. They're, there's just a bunch of young guys and they pretty much did it's, whatever they wanted to, I guess, in a lot of it, ways. The, the thing that stuck out to me the most on this, this EP was you can definitely tell it's youthful, right? Like mm -hmm. everyone's kind of playing it like as intensely and as fast as possible. It's grind, right? You know, yeah. that's, that's a big part of that music. Um, but it's obviously elephant in the room is Dave Witt or however you oh, pronounce his last name. I don't want to get yeah, that. Dave Witty, Dave, 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 Dave Witt, Dave Witty, uh, who is kind of like, I've even gotten my notes here, like drummer of drummers. Because <laughs> like he's he's done everything. If you look at like his Encyclopedia Metallum like uh, page, like obviously he's known most for Municipal, and yeah. but he's done so much. This Discorded Axis. Um, I mean, the drumming is stellar on this album. Stellar, like beyond stellar. It's you know, it's a roller coaster when you listen to some of the fills that are going on or uh, the blast. I mean, it's yep. a really it's a sprint from, you know, that zero minute mark to the end, 17. I mean, it, it is quite literally a ride. Uh, there's all these twists and turns, stops, yep. uh, and he rolls with it. And there's, you know, not not that I, I don't believe there are any triggers on it. It's all just kind of him playing. Oh, and if it was if it was 96, 95, whenever this was recorded mm -hmm. during that period. I mean, if there were triggers, like they were really early on. Mm. Um, I mean, I know there's 
definitely some triggers being used on like early Morbid Angel records. Sure. Um, but I would be really shocked if there were triggers on this, but I could be wrong. They could just be really well done triggers. And I like that you mentioned too, this is a, what came after this band too, really kind yeah, of oh, set the stage yeah. for, like you said, uh, many of these members ended up in Discord and Access, Burnt by the Sun, another great yeah, band. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Which Ridley. sounds oddly similar to this band. Like Burnt yeah. by the Sun almost sounds like. Oof. So, I mean, you have the lineup here. Paul Miller, uh, the vocalist. Yeah. Uh, when I listened to some of his work on this EP in particular, kind of sounds like like John Tardy of Obituary. I was going to bring that up. With Very like, old school death metal. With Chuck, yeah. uh, Shouldiner of Death, and then also just kind of like a 90s hardcore uh, kind of approach as well. Yeah. Which is funny. If you look up, there are some videos of them playing. Uh, I think there's like almost like a VHS kind of style recording. Yeah of them playing a uh, Michigan death fest in uh, 1995. And again, to, to kind of go back to my point earlier where you have a lot of the death metal has arrived by this point. Uh, there's a look, there is a formula yeah. to it. You would expect something like this band to maybe look like, you know, a couple long hair guys and maybe cut off denim or whatever. These dudes just look nah. like a bunch of hardcore guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> Just wearing baseball hats and like, yep. it's so funny. So Which, it it's funny that you mentioned like video footage of them, like, because uh, I I think I found some video footage of them playing like Knoxville, Tennessee, mm. which is just kind of wild to think about. I know they're they're Jersey based, but my brain always goes to like Dave Whitty as being this like Virginia based guy because of his the band he's been in for the last twenty yeah, years, right? Um, but it is wild and like you're right. You see them, it's like a couple like. It's four guys, you know, they're, there's a look to like death metal. And they look like kind of like touring hardcore guys, except they're playing like, you know, this really odd, just scrocky kind of music with like seven string <laughs> guitars. I would, I would definitely describe, describe it as scrocky. I mean, that, yeah, but I mean, it, they look like, they look like they could be in a band today. I mean, essentially, oh, that's kind of what it is like death metal and hardcore is certainly, yeah. uh, mixed you know death metal shirts are back man absolutely (laughs) the um the guitar player uh two guitar players uh Mm -hmm. steve procopio i'm gonna say i don't know how to pronounce that either but Uh, you're uh, not gonna have any help for me with that one no yeah discord and axis uh grid link as well um jim baglino he also played in uh dead guy after this band as well there you go another another like genre to fire converge influence Really, I think the biggest takeaway when listening to this record is one it has while it is it blasts a lot. You know, yep. there's there are some really fast part. It also has a lot of groove. Uh, yep. There are some really heavy parts as far as like riffs are concerned. Uh, some cool leads, um, like twin guitar attack. There's also there's also this. I don't know what you would consider this. Oh, effect. I hope and you're when bringing I, up what I think you're going to bring up when I watch the video. The, I had, the, it's like a kill switch or something. Okay, thank you. Yes, I was going to bring up it's the it's the kill switch thing. Wah, basically, like yeah, you uh, at least in my head, and I didn't watch the videos th- probably as thoroughly as you did. But in my head, you mute one of the pickups. It's 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 aggressive music. You're not using the neck pickup. I'm sorry. No, like it's just yeah. not happening. They just do what you got to do. So they basically mute the neck pickup, turn the volume off, and just like quickly are just beating the crap out of the switches just by hitting these notes. They're essentially doing the Tom Morello thing, 
more musically than the Tom Morello thing. It's uh yeah, it's very distinct. Again, not something I had ever heard before. No. And you know, maybe it's maybe it's a little overdone, maybe it's I, I don't know. I find it cool. Maybe if it had gone any longer than 17 minutes, maybe it would have been a little played out, but right. This is what we have. We have 17 yeah, minutes, absolutely. basically six tracks of some of the weirdest written music by, you know, basically 20 something year olds from New Jersey. Uh, uh you know, it's funny because for years, like I would, I, and I know they're two different bands and they both sound differently, but Human Remains sounds really close to Ripping Corpse for some reason to me. Which is... Both two Jersey bands. Yep. And it, it's like, of course, like two weird bands like that come from Jersey. It's, it's funny to think that you've got, you know, these two kind of oddball bands. I mean, let's call it what it is. They're, they're kind of oddball bands and they came from Jersey. And, you know, you've got this prolific drummer. Dave Witty, who has been in everything, toured with different people, helped people out, and then you've got this prolific guitarist, recording, uh, recording, uh, record producer. Sorry, uh, with Eric Rutan. I mean, you know, good and well, there was like some crossover here at some point. Well, he said I've read a few interviews, and uh, I believe he was featured on the Heavy Hole podcast that we both enjoy as well, right? where he talked about ripping corpse and how much of an influence they were on his playing. He basically said, I didn't have a teacher. I basically just watched that band so closely. And in a similar way, that band only had the one full length dreaming with the dead. They were done by like 91, 92. So it's a, you know, quick burst. Obviously a lot of those members kind of like this, they went out, went on to do other things. Yeah. You know, obviously rattan cannibal, hate eternal, morbid angel, uh, you know, producer extraordinaire, as you mentioned. There's also some other uh, Jersey bands I'd like to uh, mention as well. Rorschach, uh, Revenant, Social Decay, Monster Magnet. These are all uh, bands within the area yeah. uh, that he cites as an influence on this band and his playing specifically as well. Somebody in this band played in Monster Magnet later on. Really? Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, I, I actually saw that. Um, so that's wild. I never put Monster Magnus being from Jersey. They always, they I always thought of them as like a Hollywood or a San Francisco mm. because of the vibe of it. It's kind of this like deep purple esque kind of vibe with their music. So I always put them there. I never realized they were from Jersey. So that's cool. The uh, one of the fun little factoids I had read to uh, Dave's uh, first show with Human Remains was with Rorschach and Born Against at a pizza place, apparently in Jersey, maybe. Perfect. So yeah, perfect. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's New Jersey, like perfect to the pizza place, you know. Um, this is this was a weird EP, man. You know, Relapse is good about putting out these kind of like oddballs um, mm-hmm. like this, and I'm sure when this came out, like '96, they were just like, "Oh, the band's broken up. I'll put it out. It's cool. Do it." <laughs> um, in like '07, they put out this record. I'll never be able to pronounce the name, but the band was called the County Medical Examiners, <laughs> and they were a carcass tribute band, and probably the best carcass tribute band I've ever heard in my entire life. And this is just kind of vamp off of like relapse, putting out weird stuff. The the gimmick for that band was one: it was carcass worship. It was like symphonies of the sickness work, worship, <laughs> and the CD was scratch and sniff, like the facing Yo, what? of the CD. How does that work? Rotting meat. That's the scent. And oh, my love that candle. Oh, it was, there you go. It was perfect. But like Relapse is such a great label when it comes to these like kind of oddball recordings like this. Mm-hmm. They'll just go, oh, you only want to put out one thing and it's an EP that's going to make us no money. Okay. 
Yeah, we'll put it out. We like it. They put out so much. And actually, there is a tie-in that I I also want to get into here in just a second. So this um, this EP, you know, that, again, marks kind of the end of the band, really. They had already broken up. Right. Uh, they'd been together for like six years at this point. Uh, it was recorded at Trax East Studios in Jersey and was co-produced by Steve Evitz. Uh, really? Longtime producer. Um, he has worked on a number of uh, pivotal records for bands. Here I'll name a few. Plan. So that's where I'm getting at here. Cause, yeah. So he worked on Incan- Incantations Onward to Golgotha. Golgotha. Yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the town, I believe, where I think that's the city where Christ was crucified. I could be very wrong. Hey, man. You know, they got, do they got an Applebee, Applebee's there? <laughs> They got a Cheddar's, man. Those painkillers are <laughs> great. They got a buffet. They got a Ryan's there. <laughs> uh, hate breed. Satisfaction is the death of desire. Yeah. But also, like you mentioned, uh, most, if not every Dillinger album uh, every from the EPs. One. Yeah. So, which is great because I feel like that band definitely takes note. They, oh, they, I yeah. feel like they are hugely influenced by Human Remains and also a Jersey band. So, I just to kind of it's a full circle type thing for right. sure. Um, this guy's also uh, produced just a few other Poison the Well, Every Time I Die, yep. Sepultura, Prong, Suicide Silence. Uh, really, just a lot of cool uh, releases within the scene. Uh, but this overlooked classic, I think, is is really where it kind of stands out. Where it's like everybody, everybody's young, everybody's doing like kind of honing their craft, and then go yep. on to do you know various other things as well. So. so you mentioned, uh, you obviously mentioned the Steve Evitz connection, mm-hmm. uh, but you, you touched on one of the bands that uh, Dave Whitty played in after this band, which was called Burnt by the Sun. And mm-hmm. Burnt by the Sun was a big influence on a lot of like first wave, second wave metalcore bands, kind of the bands that came out in like 99 to like 2001, 2002. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Converge was influenced by burnt by the sun at certain points uh i know the mastodon guys have mentioned them in interviews a lot and influence i think i think burnt by the sun was even signed to relapse at one yeah. point and i'm sure mm-hmm. that was a connection via this band as sure. well um but like burnt by the sun those are records that kind of it's almost like what a long player album would have been if this band would have stayed around i feel like burnt by the sun sounds very similar to this in vain mm-hmm. vocally this sounds more like a death metal record uh, yeah. This is probably a little bit more adjacent than that because it is, you know, it's got a lot of aspects of the kind of Florida death metal scene into mm-hmm. this. Uh, maybe even some of the New York stuff with some of the odd time changes and, and all of that. Um, you know, a lot of bands get mentioned with using with seven string guitars and, and low tunings. And um, yeah, it's all I here. didn't, it, it's here. I mean, I didn't realize this band was using seven strings. Me uh, because of the way they're using them and you know i dug into it it's like oh okay you know they've got you know, I, I guess at that point all you could really find in a seven string was probably one of those old ibanez um yeah but again the video it, it just found, looks yeah. it just looks like guys who would be playing today those are exactly yeah. the same types of things that people are still you know gravitating towards when they and play in music like this i mean it's it's a weird one it's great it's a fun listen uh but i think you're right if it were I think if it were too much longer, it would almost be like, all right, what's what's going on? Like I gotta there's gotta be some let up here. But even with this um 
the relapse reissue they did, I guess, mm-hmm. 15 years ago. It's like, um, yeah, uh, 2015, I think. Was, was, it, was it 2015, close to 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah, they, they did like the label, relapse did like a 25th 25th, anniversary. That's it. Yeah. It and came so they on were silver, just, didn't it? Yep. Like a silver vinyl. I believe um, so. So they released this, but I guess to put it all to like market it as a 12 inch, they did the actual EP on one side. I think they just did demos of every other song or yeah. every song on the other side. And it's like, you know, I listen to the the demos and they sound virtually the same. Yeah, it's um, not far off. It, it, it's not off. I mean, this is this is one of those hidden kind of gems, you know. Not a lot of people talk about it. It's there. I mean, the people in the know do talk about it. Um, I I feel like, and I could be wrong, that it may, some of the songs on this may have ended up on like a CKY video. Like one of oh, the really? old skate videos. I think it was. I, I wouldn't, I think that's probably where, it's got to be a skateboard video somewhere. Yeah. Where I remember hearing, maybe I didn't know it at the time, but it was right. it's so distinctly this band and so unique. You know, you can't, when you hear it again, it's like, oh, I, like I've never heard this anywhere else. So right. It must be, it must be human remains. Um, we great keep name, talking. by the way. Oh, great, great name. yeah. Apparently, they changed it at one point to there was like some delay, and uh, I think they had changed to just remains, and then went back to human remains. Oh. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Um, we keep talking about like demos. There, these most of these songs, uh, I think five out of the six had already appeared on previous releases whether right. on a seven inch or demo um the only new one that i think uh was not on a previous release was waste of time which is the second song right so all of these you know you go in you record essentially what is your your last offering your last ep of as a band you know it's kind of interesting that you wouldn't just try to put out new songs but i think right perhaps maybe you know, all right, we're going to be in the studio. Maybe we record these properly and give it like an official release, the yeah. relapse. Um, I think, I mean, tonally, like you said, not, not exactly super different. There's not, you know, maybe too many noticeable differences, but um, I th- I mean, really product production wise, I think it sounds great. Yeah. Uh, bass tone is just grimy. It is I was going to bring that up. Grimy bass. It is. The bass tone is really distorted. It almost sounds like a third guitar. It's so mm-hmm. distorted because, and to kind of get in the weeds of this, um, when you distort a bass that heavily, you you lose a lot of bottom in mm. and it has to be balanced out. But what's great is it fits in this type of like situation. You know, you don't yeah. necessarily need all that bottom in. You've got two guys playing seven strings. You've got, you know, somebody with a really distorted bass. It's like, all right, this this band like ignores all tradition, which is perfect because this is the kind of band that, you know, I, you've heard me use this phrase, like tool chest down a flight of stairs, <laughs> you know, it just, it works. It works. And it, it has the same impact when it hits. It's perfect. Like just a gnarly, gnarly bass sound. Yeah. Guitars too. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of, and I don't know if this would uh, be credited to Steve or, or what have you, but when you're listening to it on headphones, and you can kind of hear some of the the panning or some of the like I, I kind of mentioned before. There's a lot of stops and starts, um, and where like a single guitar will be, you know, yeah. playing something before kind of starting again into some other riff. But uh, it's almost like it just it's almost like you're going crazy when you have your headphones on. You can all these things are just yeah. kind of going on. Uh, I mean, it 
it doesn't sound out of place necessarily, but I feel like every song you listen to on this record just descends into madness at at one point or another. By the time you get to the end of it, <laughs> it is just like, fuck, I'm I'm literally losing it at this point. <laughs> What's happening? I mean, there's there's points in there when they're doing that. Uh, we'll say the kill switch kind of yes. technique. And it shows up in a couple songs and mm. they do it. And there's a point in one of those tracks and I, I the name of the track slips me. But they do it a little bit longer than the other one. You're like, mm. when's this? All right, what what are we talking about? And it just kicks into this like crazy heavy part. Yeah, there's some really cool. Um, like there's one in, uh, one uh, song in particular here, uh, wrote R O T E, mm-hmm. where it has it opens with this like kill switch effect. There's like volume swells, and then then I think maybe like two breakdowns within this song like just these really crazy mid-tempo <laughs> breakdowns that are like with like harmonics and and really everything in there um again really just hey does this sound cool all right we'll do it it does i don't know there there doesn't really when you mention young it, it doesn't it, it definitely feels like there isn't really like a rhyme or reason for why these things are happening but they are so, fun they are cool yeah i mean that's that's what's perfect is like when you're you're younger and you're playing music or recording music you don't really worry about anything you're not really worried about hey is this song gonna hook is it you know is it four minutes is it three minutes have we repeated the verse have we repeated the chorus you know you're playing for the sake of playing but you want to write cool stuff and sometimes the coolest stuff is like hey man how many things can we shove in this song you know (laughs) which it definitely sounds like having all these demos uh accessible and you know now they're out there they've been in the mm-hmm. world for a while you can kind of see how that this band's pretty much just always been like this for yep you know it hasn't really changed much so which is really refreshing i mean I, i'm trying to think of other death metal albums that would have been released around this time is maybe like symbolic or or what have you but again that this really stands yeah. out as a unique thing that really isn't anything else that exists in it's not perfect you know by any means but it is kind of cool to see that wow all right we we really just weren't influenced by it we just really weren't influenced by some of these big names out there that we're going through you know i mean right. certainly right. you can tie it to death in ways you can tie it to obituary or some of these florida bands but for the most part this really just kind of exists on its own the only bands that i could see this album being like in the same vein as and it doesn't sound like any of those bands would be uh earlier converge mm-hmm. you know rorschach which was mentioned um you know the first dillinger ep didn't show up i think until 98 mm. uh, which was a couple years after this which was the under the running board ep yeah. uh, i mean that didn't show up till later um i mean just kind of mulling around and, and thinking about different bands that would have came out. i'm sure we're not going to know every one of them but like no. there's not a lot of larger bands that you know this this sounds like i mean this truly sounds like something you would see or like here on a uh, skate video for sure because it's yeah. just so off the wall the other thing that sticks out in my mind too is the the samples like the little clips that kind of yeah. start out each song which i i was able to track down one i think it stars russell crowe it's romper stomper which some like punk skinhead movie mm-hmm. and uh they there's one scene i think i did not seen the movie completely it's from like 1992 but uh it goes we came to wreck everything 
and ruin your life. I guess they just like broke into somebody's head. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but there's a couple other ones that are ridiculous, like rich and creamy, just the way I that's, like. That's the one that sticks out to me. Yeah. I don't know where that's from. I, I still haven't been able to figure it out, but uh, <laughs> do you have like a favorite sample? Is there like one that sticks out in your brain? Like not not necessarily off this record, but just in general. Oh, I already know where you're going with this. There's been a few. Um, Mastodon used to open with samples before they be kind of came a concept band. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their first release ever had tons of samples on it. Got and it. Uh, one of, I'll give you two, but the, the Mastodon one was uh, a Jessica White. So, oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, about about the riverbank and the sloppy slimy eggs. Yes. Um, and there's a there's a band called the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza, and sure. they're like um, this weird kind of, like tech grind band. Yeah, from, is like, it the like mid two thousand? Yeah, so we're like t- kind of talking about like Dillinger and all yeah. that band. Is it kind of rooted um, in that world? I guess. Yeah, a little more moshy. So like kind of mm-hmm. like Boston kind of hardcore stuff in that. Um, someone's gonna like hear that and just like lose their mind over me Good. not describing that the right way. But there's and one of their records, I what's the David Lynch film? It may be Blue Velvet, but there's the line where um, it's Dune, probably Dune, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. That's I'm funny kidding. though. I'm uh, kidding. where he goes, um, uh, was it Pat's Blue Rib or was oh it? Heineken? Fuck that shit, Pat's Blue Ribbon. Great sample in any song. I heard that, had no idea what that was, and found out years later. Oh my god, what a movie! When was he, it, uh, is it Blue Velvet? Yes, that's Blue okay. Velvet. Samples are samples need to be used more. Luckily, there oh, are yeah. some like modern kind of metallic hardcore bands that are doing it. Vane being yes. one, or Vane FM, whatever their name is at this point. <laughs> um, I think Code Orange is prone to use samples in a lot of their stuff. Yeah, uh, the band that I remember hearing that were, you know, I'm sure there were other bands that have used certainly like clips and, uh, you know, film references before. But uh, the one that always sticks out in my mind is the uh, self-titled Magruder Grind record. Uh, That one has a few where I I basically went out and watched movies solely based on the the samples that were used in it. I think there's one from uh, Midnight Express. Uh, in oh, wow. that, in that, on that record, uh, as well as uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man, I you know I went and sought out this like body horror yeah. film from Japan that is what an like absolutely movie. Oh, it is. Uh, it's interesting, that's for sure. Very visceral, I would mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say. Uh, but this one, this one too, you know. Uh, again, I I wish I knew what the what the grits and gravy was. You know, if it's just like a Waffle House training video, that'd be uh, perfect. You know what. <laughs> Bless Bert. Um, <laughs> I, I now have to like search out where that sample came from. And, you know, we've, we've been talking about this EP for a, a little bit. And it's everything that we're talking about is kind of like general information. There's not a lot of deep information on this. Like there's no like hall of fame thing from decibel. They should probably look into that. I agree. Um, there's, there hasn't been a repressing of this since 2015. Um, at all like i'm sure relapse will handle it but it hasn't been done um i mean they're they're not really brought up you don't see a whole lot about them like you kind of got to dig and you know when you do that you typically find some really cool stuff uh especially in the underground 
yeah um i think one of the we kind of touched on this a little bit with you know because it is like so lauded in underground circles it certainly has like a cult following yeah uh you know now those who know know um but the legacy of this group i think is really important we talked about dillinger you know i've i've even heard this on um uh as recent as like the full hell record from 2021 garden i could see burning apparitions there was a song absolutely called uh industrial messiah complex that uses that same kind of like kill switch clipping effect on the vocals and the guitars and also another relapse band too so i don't know i mean it pops up in in uh different aspects of it you know like you said there's really not a whole lot out there that hasn't already been said about Mm -hmm. it. it pretty much whatever they did is out there for you to listen to um and you know when you really boil it down i guess it's just you know four or five guys who knew each other growing up in jersey and just kind of it almost seems like an accident like i don't really know how else to put it other than like we just like this and this is like what felt natural to us as you know young players it's wild to think that it's always it's wild to go back and find these albums bands um seven inches whichever that are kind of lauded as being the beginning of a certain form or genre or subgenre and digging into that and knowing that there was no rhyme or reason as to why these things were made uh, mm-hmm. i think the most common thing i've heard about younger musicians creating albums and creating their own style is they typically will find bands that they're really into albums that they're really into musicians that they're into try to emulate what those groups are doing can't quite emulate it the same way so they create this new thing that becomes their style right yeah um and i think that's a lot of this like i you've you've delved more into the grind world than i have Mm -hmm. and I know on the stuff I've heard Dave Witty play on, I've never heard him play like this since. Yeah. I'm oh. sure um, even with some of the Discordance Axis stuff, or however you pronounce that, mm-hmm. um, I don't think he played like this. I think that was probably a little bit more of a grindy kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is kind of all over the place. I mean, there's groove-centric drums, blasting, just straight double bass on a lot of parts. Uh, I mean, this is some really fast, off-time stuff. It's, uh, I think it is definitely a standout of this release. You know, you could, I have gone back and listened to this several times yeah. over the years. And, you know, if you kind of lock in on one aspect of it, especially the drums, like you're, you're in for a good time. Yeah. And I still can't quite fully grasp what he's doing because it is, it makes sense, but it's also like all over the place. Like right. it is, like I mentioned at the beginning, it is quite a roller coaster i mean the twists and turns the stops the starts um there's there's parts where he is uh playing something very complex mm-hmm. and then he's just kind of straight ahead drumming uh some of the little accents he does like with uh playing along with that like kill switch effect where he's like maybe just like playing around on like a closed hi-hat they're, they're, like little things that kind of accent what the guitars are doing right um it it works super well uh for for what it is um Oh, the other thing I really wanted to talk about was the album artwork, which is also oh, yeah. so strange. Is that uh, the, a Paul Romano? Album so it's artwork? actually Wes uh, Ben Scotter. Oh who, man! Uh, yes, did all of the cattle decapitation yep. artwork. 
Uh, he and also worked loads with loads of other stuff. Yeah, Slayer, Mortician, Crater, uh, Incantation as well. Vader. Um, Vader, yes. Uh, it's a. I still don't really understand what the tie-in is with the title. If there is that one, that is a very like John Carpenter esque artwork. It's for those who don't know it. It's like a. It the artwork depicts like a person being in like a workshop clamp with like teeth almost. Yeah, and it's being tightened by this uh, spider woman who's like covered <laughs> in webs. Uh, she's wielding like all these different weapons from like a hammer to an axe and like sawing this guy's throat uh and then also she's like breastfeeding a dog or something i'm not really sure it's the weirdest thing quite possibly one of the weird just to kind of fully encapsulate what i'm talking about this is a weird record uh with weird effects and a weird album art uh (laughs) hey you know that's kind of synonymous with a lot of west ben scotter's like artwork too is it's really odd uh and I, for whatever reason, remember this artwork being pink. It's mm-hmm. obviously more red and orange, but mm-hmm. I think my brain just always remembered it as pink. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, I'm looking at it right now and there's like TV screens with like people in agony on it and, and everything like this is, it's a bummer that this didn't come out like with more hype behind it or the band was still together because with artwork like that, you know, someone would have picked it up. Uh, for sure uh his uh his style is so unique too where i mean he's certainly again i'm sure he was a young man at the time as well but you think of some of those cattle decapitation records yeah uh with uh you know also like there's like paint it's like painted but it's also kind of hyper realistic like photo elements of it as well uh but even the death atlas record a wonderful painting i thought uh very uh very very cool um i don't know there's really not much more i can really say about this record I think everybody should listen to it. If you haven't checked it out, uh, it's a quick listen. Like I said, it's only 17 yep. minutes long. Um, you'll have a good time. I promise you, you'll have a good time. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, this is such a um, kind of like you had to be there for it maybe yeah. and it really it's, just kind of existed in this very short span of time. And uh, I think we are all, you know, better better metal fan, better, better yeah. hardcore grindcore uh, yep. I mean, you can still feel a lot the, of this influence today, for sure. The this EP is fantastic. Um, I the one suggestion I would make to anybody that does listen to this: look into the other bands some of the uh, some of the other guys ended up in. You know, yeah, we know Dave Whitty ended up in like Municipal Waste. Check them out if you've never checked them out. Um, you know, check out Burnt by the Sun. Check out Rorschach, Dead Guy. Check out. Um, Gridlink, check out Discorded Axis. You know, go through it. You know, search through it, find the bands. Maybe this isn't your thing, but I bet one of those are going to end up being closer to what you want. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's think, some really rad stuff there. I think that's the. I think that is a good point to make about this band in particular is that it really does serve as like a starting point for yep. these other projects. Now, I I first heard heard of Dave's work through Municipal, uh, for sure. That was like such absolutely. an easy entry band for me. Like loving thrash metal kind of coming up through that world and then finding this band that you know is doing basically what i love in the modern age but then here's this guy who's like a seasoned vet well seasoned vet by this time who yeah human remains discord and access uh you know uh you play with like uh what's the um like melt banana like that band from japan just like the craziest things he really uh does it all and he seems like such a cool dude just in general too outside of like you know he loves loves his beer 
Well, I was going to bring that up. Um, I believe he used to do uh, an article in Decibel years ago mm. talking about like different beers and this. And I think he's the reason I ever picked up like a Sierra Nevada IPA. He we might see, be the reason. Yeah. There was a couple. I think they have a new one out, the Municipal Waste Spears. Like, I, I remember Toxic Revolution being one. And I think there may be another one for this like recent record they yes, did. Yes, you and I, I, I believe I sent you home with one. Um, yeah, I tried it. it was it's, it's great. Yeah, it's I, just a I really good wish, logger. I I wish I could you know three Floyds is not terribly far from me I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but that would be one on my bucket list of like things to try. Oh yeah, I want to go to Munster. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the Disney World of it's the Disney metal World beers, man. themed beers. Um. Yeah. I mean those. He's such a. I don't know if you saw. Uh. The, so they've been on tour. Municipal mm-hmm. Waste. And I believe his mother, who's still around, is that's like, remarkable. Uh, very supportive. She was on Great. stage and <laughs> lit it, like jumped out into the crowd. There's like a clip of this. Perfect. Yeah, just dove right in. Um, I would say, yeah, check out any of those bands. Um, see them live or see Municipal live. Did yeah. you ever? Speaking of which, I wanted to ask this earlier when we were talking about Dillinger. Did you ever? Did you ever see Dillinger live? One time. Uh, oh really? What was in that at? 2008 at a venue in Little Rock, Arkansas, known as the Village. They okay. were on tour. The tour package was Parkway Drive. Every time I die. Mm. Funny enough, another yeah. Steve Evans thing. Um, Dillinger and Killswitch Engage. Um, and Dillinger played one of the wildest sets I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, Greg, their vocalist uh, at the time was climbing these huge high rafters hanging upside down like dropping on people it was great it was absolutely fantastic and then uh to kind of add another i'm sure the i'm sure the every time i die guys listen to human remains there's no way they didn't with the way their music's kind of staggered um i mean they came out and did similar stuff it was just wild but dillinger was a a wild live band that's the only time i've ever seen them the uh some when they ultimately disbanded and they played some of those last runner shows man people i mean that there's that clip i think of the final show where they're just tearing the gear down the whole i mean just the whole thing people going absolutely nuts walking on top of each other um so i guess it's really kind of cool that uh you do have a band yeah you know obviously that i think that it's not a band that I like kind of grew up listening to that much, but I can definitely tell where like, especially with that first record, like yep. how kind of chaotic it is very similar in that fashion. But, um, you know, whereas this band really didn't go much further than this EP, you still have like some of the influences and, and oh, yeah. bands that were able to kind of carve out a career kind of perfecting what this band had done. And I think that's, you know, I would be very interested as a fan of this EP to see where, you know, I don't think this band will ever regroup. I don't, no. you know, they, from what I read, you know, they're all fine. Everybody's cool. Everybody's friends. They still talk to each other. Um, but it would just be kind of difficult to all get together and kind of recreate this live. I could see, but that. I would be interested. I want it. It's kind of interesting. Cause it's, you know, I love this record. I wonder what this band would have been like had they recorded a full length, what Man. they would sound like today. You know, that, I'd be, there's a lot of is, ideas floating yep. around here. That uh, is the, uh, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Anytime mm-hmm. a band comes out and puts out like 
something really fantastic and they put out like an album or like an album and an EP or maybe just an EP like Human yeah. Remains did and you go, what if, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe that's what's great about it is you're always asking, what if? Because the thing is, they could have gone in a completely different direction and got more noisy. They could have gone, you know, more of a traditional route, although I don't see that with this type of music. Sure. Uh, and just going like, hey, we're just going to do a strict death grind record. No weirdness, mm-hmm. nothing like that, which would have bummed everybody out. But I think someone would have been bummed out either way. And sometimes these little blips that happen like this, and let's go back to the other Jersey band that we uh, brought up initially, uh, Ripping Corpse. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. Who knows? You have two really cool things that came out and like nothing ever happened after it. Yeah. And can, you just I, got like these great things. I, I can't be disappointed, you know? Yeah. It's it's like, uh, I kind of think of it in terms of uh, like Halloween's. Like, what if they had, uh, you yeah. know, they put out those first two and they put they did the, you know, Season of the Witch. Yep. What if they had continued doing it like that? I'd be interested. Yeah, absolutely. Because then I wouldn't have any like goofy fucking cult <laughs> Michael Myers thing on the like four, five, and six, like or any of the releases that followed after that. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have to be disappointed, Dylan. Yeah. I can live in that universe with this I, band I could for sure. live I could live without Paul Rudd being in the Halloween universe. Are there are there any uh oh god, yeah, he is in that one, isn't he? Yeah. Uh the are there any bands that stick out to you in particular that, you know, maybe they had a great release or they, they existed for a very short period of time that you mm-hmm. would like to see kind of continue or what, like Man. you asked that question, like, what if, like, what if this band had kept going? You know, off the top of my head, that's a really difficult one. Um, you know, there are bands that, I've been fans of, and I'd like to see, I would have liked to have seen stay in maybe one direction mm-hmm. um, or maybe change things up and not just do the same thing over and over again, which sure. a lot of my favorite bands do that. And that's fine. Um, but you know, nothing is sticking out to me off the top of my head. Um, I got one, one for you. Well, I was going to bring one band that didn't do something as to what was expected was uh, I think a band I'm probably going to bring up at a different date is a job for a cowboy between oh, their okay. initial debut EP and their first record polar opposite sounds. Yeah. Uh, but that was the thing, but uh, I interrupted you. No, no, you're totally good. Um, that's a good point. Cause yeah, it's like, all right, can that band's been around for how long job for a cowboy? Uh, I mean, since like Oh five and you know, I'm sure they've done, pretty straightforward you know albums in that style for so yeah. long so it's kind of cool to see that you know they'd be able to w- yeah. they'd be willing to take risks in that so uh, their that their way. ep was released in 05 and they were like 14 and 15 when they wrote it mm-hmm. and they went from like kind of a they essentially ushered in that modern wave of deathcore and after that album they wrote a straightforward like 30 minute brutal death metal record that was like sounded like morbid angel meets hate eternal it was just like oh okay and it was about people being implanted with v chips it's like oh and there's not a <laughs> there's not a single breakdown on it which i'm sure was just like eh. <laughs> like just upset everyone i go all right give me more of this Let, let's hear all of this uh another band that kind of comes to mind where it's you'd mentioned they'd been playing together for a while mm-hmm. like when they were like 14 uh another band that kind of comes to mind that had started out as kids probably growing up around each other uh in solitude when they came out with yeah. uh sister right yep yes and they put out that record 
and they were just like, now nah, we're done. I mean that yep. that record blew me away. Yeah, and I feel like with a band There's like only that, one you, band that's that's kind of caught up to that. Uh, and you and I are both Vic. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is one of the guys in in Solitude? Does he play in that band? I'd have Maybe. to look that up. Yeah, uh, reg- it makes sense. I mean, it it's just one of those things where like, okay, I I can't I can't be mad at you. I can't. Yeah, be absolutely. mad that you kind of went out on on the at the top of your game pretty yep. much, and you released, in my opinion, a pretty perfect record in yeah. a lot of ways. That was that was a good record. That was but a you, really good record. I felt like maybe that band had found their their groove. Like yeah, they had they, I mean, just some of the most incredible songwriting and guitar playing on a record. Uh, vocally, it's amazing. Um, it really just has everything going for it. And then you're just like gone, and now you leave me here. Yeah, it's just I mean, not they just, the same. They just dipped, and it was great. I love, I love when bands do that because it's like they did what they wanted to do. Like done, like we got you. And again, I'm sure as like you know, you've been playing for so long, and the same thing, you just kind of want to get out there and do different things. Yeah. And so, I feel like that's exactly what Human Remains did. We yeah. have this record, and yet we also have like five. 10 other bands that these bands yeah. these members have been in that we can still enjoy as well so listen to uh using sickness as a hero um again quick listen you'll have a good time uh and listen to the demos too listen to the yeah. take take you 40 minutes to get through this band's entire yeah. discography 40 minutes i mean that's a good poop like just <laughs> just knock it out like, that's a, it's one great. of our good that's a good poop for us for sure that's a good poop for us like yeah. knock it out it's a fun ep to listen to uh, I mean, it's take a walk, put it on. It'll be fun. Or, or, or sprint. Yeah, or it's more sprint, yeah. <laughs> a sprint for four. Lay like, in the yard, roll around, do whatever. Yeah. Like, but just listen to it. The uh, I think we've come to the point of the show where I'd like to share some recommendations. Do you have uh, any albums or anything that you uh, think people should be checking out? Um, I'm obviously going to bring up the elephant in the room, which is the most recent cattle decapitation album, Terrasite. As of today, it's been out about a week and a half. Mm -hmm. And I actually think the, not that charts matter anymore, but I think the chart notes just got uh, released and did did pretty well uh, for a brutal death metal band. Um, If you were a fan of death Atlas, you're going to like this album. Um, If you weren't a fan of death Atlas, you're not going to like this album. Um, I think this band has just been putting out basically for the last four or five records, they've put out albums that are must listen to's. Yep. Um, Terracite's been great. Um, you know, there's been a, I've been going back over the most, the two most recent, uh, Spirit of Drift singles, mm. which are, I think that album's going to be a, a great record this year. Um, what else have I been listening to? Uh, I went back and listened to, uh, a couple old job for cowboy records. Uh, so if no one's ever listened to that or like shrugged that band off, it's like a flash in the pan. Uh, the album Genesis, the album uh, Ruin Nation is really good. Um, and also the self-titled Whitechapel record, because I did just see them a few weeks ago. Uh, oh, yeah. How was that? That was a lot of fun. That was a man. That was a lot of fun. And it had the quickest set turnaround times I've ever dealt with. These guys were doing set turnarounds in six minutes. Four, <laughs> you them? four bands, and we were we. Were, I was home by ten thirty. Oh man, it feels nice. Yeah, it was it feels really nice, nice sometimes in in our 
in our old age. In our here. old age, when the feet and the back start oh, to hurt, it's a oh, it's a weeknight, but I gotta yeah. get. <laughs> oh, this was a Saturday, and I was oh. complaining. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, oh, that's man. what I've been listening to so far um, this week. I'm sure I'm missing a few things, but it's a lot of stuff in. Yeah, they're going on a um, cattle's going. I think they're out on that decibel tour at the time they are. of recording this. Yep. Uh, I believe they're rolling through Chicago here pretty soon. Um, lots of cool bands. Dark Funeral, Dark Cattle, Funeral. Uh, 200 Stab Wounds, and yep. uh, Black Braid, who I believe... Like I a think black just, metal band, right? Yeah, they got like... Yes, yeah, some uh, right. uh, indigenous music. They have a song that I, I was just listening to the other day. It's like a 13-minute track called like Moss-Covered Bones on the Altar of the Moon. Okay. Which is like such a killer name. All right, uh, yeah. It's great. There's a music got, video Gotta listen it. to it now. Yes. Uh, highly recommend uh, that group. Uh, a record that I recently got into that I had never heard of this band before. Mm-hmm. I know it features some members of, or a member of Sun, uh, Kanate, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, they oh, just released yeah. their uh, first record in like 14 years yeah. called uh, To Be Cruel. It's three songs and it's like an hour long. Uh, which I know maybe in a previous episode we were kind of like griping Bell about Witch. the Bell Witch record, yeah. which again, nothing against that. No, like I, I listened cool to record. it. I yep. enjoyed it. Um, I love mournful congregation, like stuff yeah. like that, where it's just like really drawn out. But, um, this was fun. It was a really dark, uh, just, uh, bleak record. Yeah. Uh, I've I wanted to check that out. Yeah. I, I had not, I didn't know anything about this band before. Me either. And when it just dropped in my lap one day uh after good poop you know uh (laughs) i was like surfing on my phone uh pants around my ankles uh just to be (laughs) even graphic for those listening with their headphones probably doing the same thing (laughs) i hope Uh, i hope so hey hey flush all right (laughs) (laughs) Um, if it's your house leave the door open yeah no one's gonna no one's gonna do anything and if you're in public be a man leave the door open (laughs) power move (laughs) show your dominance uh yeah this was not a band i had ever heard of before uh i was not familiar i know there's like uh, a lot of different acts that have come across through the um sun family tree uh, Southern Lord is, Records. yeah this is um this was fine i would highly recommend it uh some other stuff i've been listening to as well uh the new outer heaven single is out uh, that was cool man that I, is I'm cool there's bummed a, i didn't bring that up cool music video for that yep. as well uh, that record, uh, you know, we I feel like we've been waiting forever for this new, uh, you know, we knew it was recorded. Yep. I think this probably pre-pandemic. I think um, you're right. And, uh, you know, it features uh, uh, Derek uh, Vela from uh, yeah, Dream Unending as well as mm-hmm. Two Mold, who I maybe teased as something as well. I, I'm not really sure, but, you know, I like everything that guy's done. He's super talented songwriter. I, th- I think, God, I'm probably going to butcher his last name. I think Brody Utley from rivers of nile plays a solo on the song if not the record um so like i heard that was like all right i've been waiting on this for six years five years whatever yeah we've we've Um, they've like uh, you know shared some of the uh in studio stuff like i know derek was playing like a fretless bass on this thing um just a super talented well-rounded band um there's a new mismore single that's out no place to arrive a lot of Uh, doom centric stuff coming out this week in the middle of of june or may Yes, the sun is out, but I still feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, so oh. uh, 
thanks again for joining us on another edition of Rift Worship. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of different things from here on out. Yep. Uh, still going to be diving into records. We're going to be doing some full uh, just discography dives, I think, as far as bands are concerned, interviews, really just kind of whatever we feel like talking about, I think. And uh, thank you for kind of, you know, joining us for the ride. Uh, I've been Austin. I'm Dylan. And uh, you've been listening to Riff Worship.